You're listening to The Setup Podcast, a podcast that helps you navigate new topics in music, tech, and entrepreneurship with the most disruptive professionals in the music industry, turning their experiences working behind the scenes into actionable advice you can use. I'm Sydney. And I'm Sam. And we're your hosts for The Setup Podcast. If you're like us, passionate about paving your own path, hit the subscribe button on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app because we'll help set you up for success at The Setup Podcast. I want to say a quick shout out to our amazing listeners. Truly, I created this podcast to help those who are new to the industry, just like I was once. And I'm very happy to learn that I can also provide insight to those who have been in music for a while. I want to give another shout out to all of our new listeners of The Setup Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a service for musicians that puts your music into social platforms and streaming services. They have a cool new feature that gets your fans involved called Spotlight. You can choose a song and get your followers to vote for your song to be featured on one of their Spotify playlists. And as a bonus, your fans can also directly message you. So excited for this episode. I am joined with another good friend of mine, Ani. She is a Los Angeles native and is a poet, singer, songwriter, and creator of a house concert series in Venice Beach called Saturdays at 7. This new era of music explores the more vulnerable, authentic, and raw side of her artist project while incorporating her poetry into her music. Her music has been heard in MTV's Real World Atlanta and the HBO Max show 12 Dates of Christmas. Ani's poetry has won six silver keys in the Scholastic Art and Writing Awards. Ani shares the inspiration behind her newest release, Guestless, and also her other projects, Saturdays at 7 and Remedies. Hello. Hi. How Hi. Are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. How is everything going since the last time that we spoke, which I feel like was like a year and a half ago? I know. I was thinking that. It's been really good. Yeah. It's been really, really good. Good, good. Yeah. And you're still in LA? Uh, I am, yes. I'm still here. I was in New York for a little bit, but back in back here for, for good, I think, for now. <laughs> I spoke with Nelly last week. Oh, no way. Oh, I yes. love that. Yes. Do you guys see each other? Yes. I saw her. Oh, gosh. It's been a minute, but I have seen her, I think, in the last couple months. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a typical question. How did you get started in music? I started music so I guess I was around seven or eight and I started writing songs um it was a very strange hobby of mine my parents were like wow she's already writing music um and it was just kind of a fun way for me to express myself I was super into poetry um and then I my mom forced me into piano at age like nine I hated piano um but then I learned to love it uh and I started writing songs on the piano and then it just kind of slowly developed I think it was always kind of a passion um, and then in high school, I started looking at it, at it as like an actual career. So, yeah. I, I like your story because it's funny. I just spoke with another person. His name's Gus Glasser. Um, okay. He's from Atlanta and his genre and style is totally different from yours. But okay. um, he said the exact same thing. He's like, you know what? I hate piano so much, <laughs> but my dad 
made me continue and yes. it, it shook it, it like it, it ended up well so I'm like okay well good thing because like piano is a major part of his music and oh yeah so- it's what I write everything on it's so funny and like I think I I hated it because I was first taught classical and I was put into and I had like a very rigorous routine and everything and I was like okay I like piano but I don't like I love classical piano but not learning it um, and then my parents finally kind of realized that and they're like, okay, let's put you in like, I, they found songwriting piano classes. So I would learn like Taylor Swift songs and stuff like that to start learning chords. And then it kind of developed from there. And then I loved piano after that. I was like, oh, if I can make my own stuff, I love it. But yes. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. <laughs> just gotta find what, what, like, you know, what you well, gravitate works, towards. You know? Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, are your parents musical? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> why why did they support it so hard? I think from a young age seeing me write, um, they kind of were like, oh, there's something here. And they're both, they both were very um into creative fields. Like my dad's a graphic designer, um, and he's also a writer. So I think from a young age, they both were like, We want you to be creative in some way. And so they saw me tapping into writing and poetry. They're like, Oh, well, maybe there's lyrics here. Um, and so I think it started there and then they were like, okay, let's, let's push it. But yeah. So <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. I I've said this so many times before, but I'm going to say it again. Cause I think it relates to it. You know, that's the reason why I keep picking a violin as much as it's so difficult. Like I've, I picked it up twice already. And like, for me, it's the reading the music part that I just, it just doesn't, Oh yeah, I can't remember it. And, yeah. um, but I'm going to continue to try to push it because I, believe in having some sort of music environment or like creative environment exactly when I have kids just like as your parents are doing so important yeah yeah it's and I think I even picked up violin for a little bit it's very hard so I applaud you for that um but it's yeah I think it's super important to have an outlet like a creative outlet whether it be painting or music or whatever you gravitate towards so yes yes I agree um so when did when was the moment that you're like I want this to be my career. Like I actually want to do something with this. I think it was, I always kind of wanted to be a singer, I would say growing up. And it was funny because I was actually really shy at singing and everyone I told would be like, but I've never heard you sing. They're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, I want to be a singer. And they're like, okay. And I think it really started hitting them when I started actually performing and I got past that. I was very shy and I kind of got past that a little bit. I think when I turned around 16 or 17, um, and then I think it really hit once I hit college, I started doing mm-hmm. production and stuff senior year of high school. Um, and then the love for it just continued to grow. And then, yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, do you have any like influences that, um, like helped shape your music? Yes, I would say, I mean, my first concert ever, it was James Blunt. Um, and it was actually a 21 and up concert and I was 14 and my mom snuck me in the back. Um, (laughs) and it was the best concert I've ever been to. And I would say that he's probably a big influence. Um, I love his lyrics. I love his songwriting. Same with like Ben Howard. Um, I would say like Regina Spector, especially. I remember my friend Brian in fourth grade made me a mixtape during math class of Regina Spector. And we listened to it nonstop for like two weeks in the back of the classroom. And I loved her. Um, yeah, a lot of songwriters growing up, Sarah Bareilles, all of those. So, yeah. Got it. Um, and how has your music evolved since you first started writing? 
It's evolved. I would say in the last two years, it's evolved a lot. Um, I think it started kind of as folk because I was recording a lot in Ojai. I was writing a lot of songs that were, I guess, more in the folk category, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then I went towards pop for a while. Um, And then in the last two years, I've kind of gone down a different route. I'm going towards more, I would say, singer-songwriter mixed with pop, mixed with a little bit of rock. Um, It's a little bit more of what I listen to myself and I think what I've always wanted my music to sound like, but I've just never really had the guts to kind of go down a weirder path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I'm excited to kind of see where it takes me, but yeah, it's a lot more vulnerable, a lot more raw, a lot more less produced, I would say. So. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So tell us about your latest um, single guestless. Yes. That one. Yeah. That one came out, gosh, last month. And it's yeah. about, so my mom passed away last year. Um, and that was kind of a big moment for me to realize, okay, what do I want to do with music? What do I want to actually pursue? Um, and that's kind of, I think when I changed the sound and I changed also my name to Ani. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that song I wrote about six months ago, I want to say. Um, and it was after listening to some of her voicemails and I was like, oh, I wish I could talk to her. Um, and so I wrote that song. And then my friend, Kevin, who I trust and I know, and I was like, okay, this is going to be an emotional recording, but I do trust you. Um, I brought it to him and he is a classical pianist and I knew he would be perfect for the job. Um, And yeah, and so we worked on it together and it was a great environment because it definitely is a harder song to work on. Um, And I'm really glad that it's out. So, yeah. (laughs) So um, why do you say it's like, first off, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm happy that (laughs) um, you were able to... I guess get get your feelings and yeah, like yeah. everything out there like as yeah. a, like a form of therapy. I feel, uh, is it because of the um like the the reason be, or like I guess the um story behind the song that was so challenging or um, yeah. is there other aspects of it that like made it challenging to create? I think it was just like the 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 summary of it and singing it was really hard and I was like, "Oh, well, I actually get through it." And I only performed it live for the first time a couple weeks ago, I think two weeks ago. Um, but yeah, now it's a lot easier and it's, you know, but I think it's more just whenever you record songs that are really personal to you, taking them to a producer is sometimes a little bit scary. Mm. So yeah. But yeah. Is it because they, they might want to change it or like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or it's just like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I knew that he would really respect the song and the emotion behind it. So it was a perfect fit. So, yeah. I love that. And it's interesting that <coughs> he's a classical piano, pian- pianist. Yes. He's amazing. Yeah. He trained classically and he produces all of his stuff first on piano and it's incredible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could definitely feel that. I personally love it. Like, and Thanks. the direction yeah. that you were taking your music. Um, where did you perform it? I performed it actually. So I run a concert series called Saturdays at seven and I performed it for the first time there at our Halloween party actually. And it was so fun. Um, yeah, all my friends were there front row singing along and yeah, it was great. We had a cellist come on stage with me to perform and yeah, it was very, very beautiful. Yeah. Oh my so, God. Surrounded yeah. by everyone that you love. Yeah. I love yeah, that really support. Nice. Yeah. And um, so I'm very familiar with Saturdays at seven, but can yes. you tell the listeners a little bit what it is? Yeah. Basically I started it about five, four or five years ago um, in my backyard. And it was kind of a way for just me to perform and meet other artists and have them perform too. Um, and make it just like a fun 
writer's round and then it kind of grew into this big house concert that we throw every other weekend either at my house or at other places around venice so yeah is anyone allowed to come so yeah it's open to the public um we're starting to do tickets but yeah anyone's allowed to come yeah oh my god i love how that has evolved and i'm yeah. so happy that you're continuing with it thank you yeah it's crazy to see how much it's grown in the last like even two years so yeah, we got a new venue last weekend and we're doing it now at Dogtown Coffee, at Juneshine, at Budman, at my place. So we're trying to move it now to New York. That's kind of the big goal, but it's been great to kind of see it slowly, slowly grow. So, yeah, and the community too. It's great. So. Yes, that's the most yeah. important part, I think, is community because oh, 100%, it, yeah. it can get tricky sometimes to build community, especially in music. And so yeah, yeah. Um, that's perfect. When you say you're moving into New York, do you mean expanding? expanding yes oh, okay. so I, grew, I went to New York for college and I've always wanted to do shows there um and there's a couple options there that want to start bringing Saturdays to the east coast um it's a big it's a big feat so I don't know when we're gonna start doing that but it would be great to do it eventually but yeah right to keep it going yeah. um yeah exactly yeah. is there is there anything else that you're currently working on yeah I'm working on a poetry book that is coming out I'm hoping soon. I finished it recently. I've been working on it for about five years. Um, and I, yeah. And I have a friend of mine, Nina, who's um, illustrating it for me. And it's just, we're slowly getting all of that in and it'll be done. I'm guessing by Christmas. So out by next year, but yeah. Wow. So, that's so yeah. soon. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm really excited. What's the name of it? It's going to be called Remedies. Um, and it's dedicated to anyone who has dealt with like depression or anxiety or any of those emotions. And each chapter has a different emotion to it with, I think, so I was grown up with remedies and holistic medicine, a lot of the, and a lot of my life. And I feel like in some ways also words can heal. And so I wanted to bring these poems as a way of a remedy in some sorts, but also each chapter starts with a home remedy, like rose water or anything that you can kind of use to help with that emotion. Obviously it's not a real medication or anything, but it's a way to kind of ease the, you know, ease the senses. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I love the idea behind this. So like Thanks. you've been working on it for five years, but yeah. like, have you always wanted to release a book? Of yeah. Poems? So I growing up was published a few times um, in my teen years and I did a lot of competitions and stuff like that. Um, and so I have a few poems out in different books, but I've always wanted to do my own book. Um, and then I think for almost every Christmas growing up, we would make a little poetry book of my poems for all the family members. Um, and so I've had little books, but nothing actually published. So now it's nice to officially have something that will be in my hands as a real book. So, yeah. Oh my God. I cannot yeah. wait. You're going to have to share the link with me. Oh, I will. <laughs> oh my God. That is, yeah. that's so crazy. So I mean, you know, in songwriting, um, a lot of work can be based off like initial poems. Um, yeah. Are you like, do you have any plans to turn any of these into songs? So a lot of them are actually already songs that I've released. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of the songs that I write start from a poem and then I'll bring it into a song. Um but then, yeah, I think a lot of them, I mean, there's around 200 poems total. So a lot of them have not been released, obviously. So they could yeah, be. Yeah, damn. Like a, 
yeah, there's, there's a lot. I might, I'm slowly dwindling it down. I'm like, all right, let's, let's get it down to like 150, I think is a good number. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of them started as, as poems and then turned into songs or it's the other way around. Like a song can turn into a poem as well after. Um, but yeah, I think words are just so important and yeah. I would agree. So, um, I know you mentioned that, like every chapter is an emotion. So would you recommend just reading it like through from beginning to end or would someone who's like feeling that emotion at the time go straight to that chapter? I, I would recommend either because I have read books recently that have a similar structure Mm. and I'm going through a certain emotion, but I'll read the other chapters and it kind of helps me to heal that other emotion to read something maybe happier or, you know what I mean? Like, I think Mm -hmm. it just depends on your mood. Um, but yeah, I do think going to that chapter and reading that if you're in that emotion would definitely help. And that's kind of the whole point of it is to kind of use those words as a way of understanding. And I think in a way like writing always kind of helps me understand myself more. And I Mm -hmm. hope that other people reading those words can also understand themselves more. Um, yeah. So. I love that theme. And would you say like that type or the reason behind your writing, um, would you say like all of your writing is kind of based on that, like helping like yourself get through something and then also hopefully helping others. Yeah. I would say a lot of my songs I write from personal experience. I think almost all of it. (laughs) Um, and it's more of a way for me at first to just kind of deal with the emotions and get it out on paper. Um, and then I think my biggest thing is kind of community and connecting with other people. And I want to write songs other people also can connect to. And like, I'll listen to a song and I'll be like, oh my God, that's how I was feeling. But I never thought the words, like, it's a great way of sharing each other's feelings, I think in a way. So, yeah. I agree. When I come across like a really great analogy in a song that yeah. I've never heard before, I'm, I'm like, like, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It just, it's a great, it's a great feeling. I don't know. And I think, cause I now I run like a, playlists and stuff for Saturdays as well and a lot of that is going through a ton of songs and finding new artists and like I've realized recently like I found another passion in that and listening to songs and finding songs that I relate to in that way so it's kind of like me as the listener versus me as the songwriter and I've just noticed how much other songs have helped me so I'm just hoping I guess in some way my songs can help other people too so yeah I dig that and one of my favorite parts of now interviewing artists is like also getting to listen to all of their music like in its entirety um yeah especially in like um like in in one setting like usually that's like my routine like of course I've listened to your music before but um like I love just like spending like a morning and just going through all of it and really listening um oh 100% yeah yes so um do you have any advice any piece of advice that either someone has given you or that you use that you can share with others in the industry yeah I think a big one that I've always used is something my dad told me um and he's told it to me since I was little it was always failure is the key to success And I've always loved that line. I think that's a big one for me because a lot of times you will get knocked down and you will feel like a failure. Um, But it doesn't mean that it's the end. Like, obviously, a lot of times you need those knockdown moments to get back up and feel even more motivated, I think, in a way. Um, I also think another one that I've realized in the past year or two is it's good to take time for yourself. I think we're in an industry where it's very go, go, go. And it's like, oh, if you're staying up all night and working, like you're a harder worker than that person. And I'm like, in one way, yes. But I think also you need to take care of yourself. 
Um, so and I've noticed that a lot recently. Yeah. Like I've always, I think I had that mentality for a while where it was like the hustle mentality of you got to keep going. Um, and I burned myself out. I think now I kind of realize you got to take time for yourself. And I did take time, honestly, like the whole year last year to kind of reevaluate life and what I wanted. And now it's like, I'm coming back into music and appreciating it more in a new light. So I think it's always good to, to take time too. So, yeah. You know, I kind of relate it to like, those who are like super into fitness, um, you know, like, especially if like you're one that is in that realm, like once you get into a routine and like, like, let's say you're going every single day and then you take a day off. It's like, you almost feel horrible about yourself because you took that day off instead of looking at everything else. And so, and so to your point, I never want to feel that way. And I, and I hope others are learning that they don't have to keep doing this to themselves because you are starting to like in a way like get down on yourself if you're not constantly on if you're not because I'm a very like type a personality um and I am like that like if I'm not doing something every day I'm like oh my god like I'm a fit it's like no you you need those days to also appreciate the days that you are busy and to understand that their life is like a pendulum and you need both sides you know so I think it's really important yeah success does not look like that like like yeah, one straight no, line no. up, it looks like, you know, up and down with yeah. slight growth as time goes on. And it's like, we really have to acknowledge that because to your point, like not every day is going to look the same. You're not going to have like successes every day. There's going to be some yeah, pushbacks yeah. and the best thing you could do is learn from it. Exactly. No, I think I even read something. What was it? It was a really cool poem I saw actually on TikTok. And it was saying that life the amount of days that you have that something big happens in your your life is only around like 200 days probably and the rest of your how many days that you have in your life are not lived by those huge moments and it's like you have to also appreciate like the mundane moments and like the simple days like because that's also really a big part of living and I was like wow I really love that I thought it was such a weird way of looking at life um to realize that not everything is going to be like a huge moment all the time so yeah I'm so yeah. happy that you brought that up. And also, yeah. I feel like, I don't think that we can handle having more than those 200 days. Can you imagine something saying, big yeah. happening every like, single day? Oh, my God. I'd be stressed. But I think, like, sometimes in my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to keep moving. Something needs to happen every day. And it's like, no, like, chill out. And I think, I don't know, after even, like, COVID and taking that time to kind of be at home really did, like, shift my mindset of my work process. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'll have weeks where I'm just, like, yes, work every day. And, like, I love it. But then I, you need to take time off, you know, and realize what's important. And it's also about community and friendships and family. And, yeah, so. It's true. It is about yeah. the personal things as well. Like, um, I've recently gone down on myself because I'm like, oh, I don't feel like my work is as, as strong as it could be. Yeah. But then yeah. I look at, like, all of my like past life events and I'm like, yeah. okay, well those are like crazy milestones. That, yeah. Oh, I had the exact same experience the other day. Like I was like, I'm turning 25. Like, am I where Ooh. I want to be? And it's like, yeah, it, it's always like, I think you always look at those milestones as like, oh, that's a big jump. And it's like, and like my friends are having big girl jobs or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Hey, I have a big girl job. It's just not what other people's big girl jobs look like, you know? And it's like, mm-hmm. not everything is measured the same as someone else's success, if that makes sense. It, it so it's t- always important to just look at yourself. Yeah. I love that. And it totally makes yeah. sense. So this is a question that I ask all of our guests and like, you know, take some time if you need to. 
what do you want to be known for? Oh, oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Thank you. It's my favorite. <laughs> I love that. I think, ooh, I think I would want to be known for creating art that lasts, um, that isn't just a song you listen to and then move on. I want to create art and poetry and all that that does stick around and does help people and relate to people for years on. Um, I think I want to create art that's, yeah, that's very memorable. That's also very raw and real. And um, yeah, that that deals with grief and deals with all the struggles Mm -hmm. that a lot of people don't want to talk about in music. I think a lot of the times um, I want to create art and be known for art that's a lot more gritty and sometimes even kind of ugly, but in the end of it is important to also talk about. So, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And also I think by you, like even talking about now, that's, you know, commendable. So I really appreciate you doing that. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you. Like I just said, like, you know, sharing all this about your music, about what's to come with your book. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for having me though. Like I always love doing these with you. So (laughs) yes. And we really do have to catch up for a longer time. Do you, do do you go to those, um, circles anymore or. Oh my gosh. Yes. I haven't been in a minute, but I need to go. That's reminding me. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I went, I think was last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been went off. Yeah. It's been some time for me too, because I feel like every time, well, I, I don't know if she's had it in a while, but I feel like every time that um, it was in the past, like, I'm like, of course, the one day a week, like I'm doing yes. something or like the one, <laughs> like the one time a month for them. I'm like, ah, oh, I know. but like, yeah, I, I really want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really cool events too. I loved, and that's how we met. So exactly. Know, a little community space. Yeah. 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 The, the one thing I love about it is all the different, like perspectives and like, you know, I'm not a songwriter, so I won't go to the songwriting circles, but like, <laughs> it's nice to meet others that yeah. are in that realm. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And have that. Yeah. Like also it's just a great space of women. I think it was so special. Yeah. The times that I did go out, I was like, wow, this is so amazing. So yeah. Yeah. And the length too, yeah. like everyone getting their yeah. moment. <laughs> oh, I loved that part. I know. I was like, oh, this is hard, but it was beautiful. Yeah. Yes. I think, yeah. Yeah. More women's groups need to be a thing. I think men's groups and women's groups need to be a thing. So yeah. I agree. I feel like, well, one, well, I can't even like imagine like it, it gets so emotional virtually, but can you imagine it being in person like that? I oh I, I probably would be be like 10 times more overwhelmed. Oh, I would be because whenever I see someone cry, I cry. So it would yeah. be just like a, it would just be a mess. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah. But sometimes we need that. Yeah. But sometimes you do just need a circle of crying friends. <laughs> sometimes that's what you need, you know? I wonder if that's a thing, honestly, because I know there's those like breath work classes. I was and say, there should be like a crying class. Like you can just go let it out. Yeah. I bet that would be like popular, honestly. It's therapy, honestly. I think a lot of times, like after I cry, I feel a lot better. So it is, a, it's a form of release. I, yeah. I, okay. Honestly, did we just like come up with like the I think best we just idea ever? No one take that. <laughs> But yeah, thanks again. Yeah, I'll talk to you later then. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me. Thank you. See ya. Bye. 
Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Setup Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please review the Setup on Apple Podcasts. And I encourage you to share this episode with your friends and colleagues. If you have any topic recommendations or questions, please visit us at www.thesetupseries.com. 